Happy International Podcast Day! Welcome to another episode of Scare Producing, the horror podcast that is serious about series. I'm Cal McNabb. Y yo soy Gisela Martinez. And it is International Podcast Day, and we are recording and uploading, hopefully all in one day, so we can try and use the hashtag and jump on board that <laughs> train, maybe okay. get a few extra plays, because this current miniseries we're doing, and nobody's listening to it. And well, I can understand with the last episode, because nobody's seen the Nightcomers, nobody really cares about the Nightcomers. Okay. Um, the Innocents did quite well, but hopefully this one does better, because it is a 2020 horror film. It came out this year. Oh, really? The Turning. It came out in January of this year. We did not see it in the cinemas. But you mean, like, you mean UK? And or the, same and, in the States? And the States. Okay. Yes. I... Remember wanting to see it in the cinema? I remember you telling me that you wanted to see it. Yes, and the reason I wanted to see it was the cast. Um, I knew nothing about The Turn of the Screw, um, the, 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 the novella that it's based on. I knew nothing about The Innocents or The Nightcomers or that The Haunting of Blind Manor was going to be. I knew nothing about it. I just knew that it was a horror movie and it was starring Mackenzie Davis, Finn Wolfhard, and Brooklyn Prince, all of whom I like. So I was like, I'm in. So the start of the year, 2020, new decade of horror, let's go. But then I didn't see it. I, well, I didn't. The only thing I remember about that is like you said, oh, people are saying, what the fuck, at the end. That's the only thing yeah. I can so remember. So I remember people, yes, the, the reviews... But I didn't really read many reviews about it because I hadn't seen it. I usually read reviews after I've seen a film. But I had heard that the ending was bad, confusing, and most likely a non-ending. Like, it just didn't end. The film just stopped. Um, and I'd seen most of this just on Twitter rather than actual reviews. So, yeah, I've seen it now. The, f the film just ends. Like, it gets to a point and it just stops. <laughs> um, I didn't know how bad it was going to be, but... Oh, I think this is better than the previous one that we watched with Marlon Brando. Yes, I think so too. Okay. But the film doesn't have an ending. Yeah, fair enough. But in general, I will be like, this yeah. is better than the other one. So that's that's everything we've got time for. Gracias por escucharnos. <laughs> but yes, I agree with you that I think this is better. And we'll get into why pretty quickly. Um, so how long is this movie? Like an hour and 45 minutes? No, it's 94 minutes, it's an hour and a half. Oh, an hour and a half, okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I like that. I like short stuff. Don't like two hours. Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't really like this film. Um, I do like it better than The Nightcomers. And the, the reason is, I just think The Nightcomers is, as I've said in that episode, is an interesting idea, but once you start to actually go into it, you can't really pull it off. Um, and, and so this, I don't think... That I, I don't think it works. And then this, I don't think they really pull it off, but there's stuff here that is good. We'll get into that. We may as well just go spoilers and all that stuff right now. Instead of rambling, do you have your score out of 10? Uh, I would like, I think, 6. Wow. 
I mean, that's not much higher than me, but it's higher than I thought. I have a five. I'm like slap bang in the middle. Okay. Yeah, I like an hour and a half. Yeah. Solid. Uh, it gives me the spooky vibe, the house. I like the main girl. Mackenzie Davis. Yeah, and I'm not sure about the kids. Yes, agreed. That, that I know they are kind of like the most important thing. Yep. That gives you the creeps and all that thing. But I think she, the girl Mackenzie Davis is really good. And yeah, at, at least I get the atmosphere that, that I didn't get in the other movie. Yes. So, I mean, like, when we went, when we sat down to watch it, um, it's now on Amazon Prime UK for free, if you've got Prime, I mean. Um, yeah, I don't need to buy it or rent it. Initially, I was going to rent it because it was on a deal to rent for one ninety nine, And I was like, if we just rent it now. Maybe they're putting it like that because um, Halloween and all Maybe. Stuff. I was like, if we just rent it now, we can, you know, we can just, you don't have to start watching it for 30 days. And it's down from, you know, £5 to one ninety nine. Of course, just do it, just do it. And we didn't. And then a day before we were going to watch it, uh, a person I follow on Twitter was like, it's on it's on Prime UK. And I was like, oh, it's free now. So it's free on Prime UK if you want to watch it. And then as we were about to watch it, I went on Twitter and I just put time to watch the turning. Can't be as bad as they say. And immediately got a comment. Immediately got a comment back. Okay. And the quote just says, no, stop, run away, don't do it. This, okay. Yeah, people, people don't like this movie. Okay, so... So, you were a six, I'm a five. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Have you ever been a nanny? This is my first living job. Well, I hope you know what you're doing. The children are very special, Kate. <laughs> They're thoroughbreds. Miss Jessel, opening of the movie. I like her. Miss Jessel. Who's Miss Jessel? Miss Jessel. Isn't the girl McKenzie? No, Miss Jessel is the previous nanny, the one from the Nightcomers. Oh, okay, sorry. Yes, sorry. The opening of the film, Miss Jessel. Yeah, she's escaping from the cows, trying to get into her cart. I think it's a good scene. You can tell she's like, oh my God, when you are desperate to leave and then you can't find the keys and the keys don't fit and okay turn on the car leaving okay you need to open the gate of this i don't know big mansion house or whatever try to open the gate and then when she tried to do it Mm -hmm. like something we feel like something is around there or whatever and then we cut yes like, we see her screaming and that's it. Like, someone outside the car trying to get away and then scream and that's it. Yes. So, I, I mean, I'm hoping you remember this more than me because I. this is why I think I'm giving it a five. There's stuff in here I like, but I do not remember most of this film. Okay. Uh, it's, I think it's quite forgettable, uh, which is a shame because it's Steven Spielberg producing, not directing. It's his first return to horror in several years, and he's obviously had a good track record of that. So it's kind of a shame that this ended up being... Such a tank. Didn't make that much money. Bad reviews, whatever. So, yeah, it cuts then to uh, Mackenzie Davis, who plays Kate. Mm-hmm. And she's going to leave her job as a teacher to become the governess for uh, for Flora mm-hmm. after Miss Jessel's disappearance yeah. in, in Bly Manor. Now, Kate is listed as Kate Mandel. That's her name. Mm-hmm. Not Miss Giddens. Okay. Um, not, no idea why they changed that, but they did. 
so she's not Miss Giddens, but it's the same story, which is she's going to look after Flora, Miles isn't there, and then Miles is, for some reason, returned from his boarding school. Yeah. He's either expelled or they've, whatever, it's heavily assumed that he's expelled. That is if you believe Kate, which the live-in housekeeper, mm-hmm. which is Mrs. Gross, mm-hmm. uh, very rarely does. She just doesn't believe Kate, everything Kate says. Yeah. So, Kate arrives to the place mm-hmm. and... Meets Flora. Is there this alarm going off there? So Sorry. It's all right. We're no, no, she, um, <laughs> she arrives to the house and... It's Sorry, beautiful. the look on your face when what? that alarm went off. <laughs> anyway, so arrives to the place. It's massive. It's really gothic, dramatic. Loved it. Loved how she's like trying to look for someone, and the, basically the place is empty. Just trying like to yeah, look like at the, the doors, open it, going around and whatever. And then she finally meets uh, the housekeeper, Mrs. Gross. Yes. So, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, it's just quite, like, distance. Like, oh, okay, um, welcome. Uh, you prepare, like, oh, things don't, doesn't work like that here or whatever. Oh, yeah, floor is in the stables. Blah. Okay, you can see her walking around. They have horses and everything. I, I, I love all that part. I love looking around. It's like, oh. And then she's wearing this coat. She looks so chic and... I love the. I winter. thought you were gonna say cheap there. No, cheek. Okay. I love the winter vibe, autumn. That I'm not a big fan of it. I hate winter. I hate autumn. It's cold. I hate cold weather. But there, I was like, oh, I wish I could be there wearing those boots and those that coat, that like cozy, warm sweater. And then I was like, oh, I can actually just go out and wear the same, and I will look awful. She looks so pretty, I think. I love her. I, I really, really like her in the movie. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's just turning a discussion of the house into a fashion statement. So what? It's, just, <laughs> it's beautiful. And so this she, house is, and, and grounds, is better than the nightcomers. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, the nightcomers, it doesn't feel big. It doesn't feel expansive, whereas this, this I think, gets it pretty right. Um. Can you rank the houses, the manners, the Bly manners of the three movies? Oh, oh uh, probably the first one. The Innocence. Yeah. One, the second, and this, the third one. Yeah, I would agree. Innocence one, yeah. is the best house and grounds. Then there's the turning, and then finally, the nightcomer is like way behind. Yeah. And I'm assuming the Netflix show, The Haunting of Bly Manor, is going to get it better than... Oh, yes. The trailers certainly look like... I mean, Huge. I'm comparing all these houses with the haunting of Hill House, that it was so dramatic with the statues and, like, the floors, the ceilings, and the That's rooms. another series we could do. The haunt, uh, not the not the Netflix series, but, like, there's, a, there's the movie, there's the haunting, and then there's the remake, the haunting. Oh, well, I, I'm just saying, like, that's the same kind of vibe that I'm getting for these houses. Or like, oh, all houses were really luxury in some point of time. And like the women in black house. Yes, like those uh-huh. houses, you know, gothic and. Yeah, so um, she meets Flora, and Flora is a bit of like an energetic kid, but not like evil or nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, played by uh, Brooklyn Prince, who I have, I think, only seen in one movie. I'm trying to think if I if if, if I've seen her in anything else. I know it's the Florida Project. 
obviously, for anyone who's wondering. Uh, I love that movie, Zella, you're not so big on it, um, but that was my favourite movie of 2017 by far. She's apparently in the Lego movie too, but obviously that's um, animated. Yeah, just the just the turning. So this is the second movie I've seen her in, and it's not that I think she's bad. And the same applies to Finn Wolfhard, who plays Miles, the brother. I, I don't think they're bad. I like both of them. I just think they're miscast. Completely or miscast. Or they didn't get the proper instructions of how to act. It could be that as well. The, the reason, I think, is this film feels very... Like, I kind of said it during the Innocence one, which was, I don't think you could make this film today. And they've tried to do it, and... It's not that I would want this in a movie. Like, it's not like I'm dying for this to be in a movie and like, oh, any movie that doesn't have this sucks. But um, they have taken out all the sort of insinuations yeah, like, of something sexual between yeah. the kids. Have they seen Quint and Jessel's relationship mm-hmm. and what their views are of sex? Are they possessed? This movie doesn't even really get into the idea of them being possessed by the ghosts of... No. It's just more like the ghosts have haunted the house. Yeah. But it's not that they're inhabiting the the, the bodies of the children. And you have the kid that is, like, what, teenager, I think? Finn... eh, Sorry, Miles. Yeah. Is supposed to be... Yeah, I'd say... No, but how old is he in the real life? How old is he in real life? Yeah, probably, like, 15, 14? I don't know. Finn Wolfhart is 17. Okay. At least... Why did you didn't say to him, you know what, you need to act cocky, kind of like... Mm, he is cocky. No, no, no. Cocky and with a mixture of seductive or something like that. But but he acts rude. I think it's just rude. Yes. Like, if you compare... To that, there's the, no cockiness. It's just being rude. The, I think it's cockiness. I think it is absolutely cockiness. No, but it... it, it cockiness is more, rudeness. No, but it tends more to be rude. Like, cocky, you can be like... I can do it. And then, wink, wink, you know, like, oh, oh, like, what? Like, <laughs> oh, that makes him comfortable and be like, you know what? I can do it, bitch. It's like different attitudes. I get you. And if you compare it to, like, the, the boy who plays Miles in The Innocence, um, and we both said in that episode that the, the sort of reason that we think it's so creepy and unnerving is that that boy is, he's not 17, he's, like, closer to 11 Yeah. ish. And but he acts above his station, like he, yeah. he acts like he's an old man, essentially a grown up. The way he talks, the way he moves, you're like this kid should be like thirty three. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. Whereas this Finn Wolfhart plays it as an arrogant, rude teenager, and he is just looks like an arrogant, rude teenager. Like there's no depth to the. There's no like layer underneath it. It's a kid who idolized an abusive man who was in his life and therefore is abusive. And, and then it's, it's really as simple as that. Like, Quint was my idol and I saw him do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm going to treat women. Mm-hmm. But I'm not old enough to, you know, or I'm not big enough to be able to whatever, like assault or, or whatever. Because mm-hmm. he's still a teenager, you know, he's still smaller than yeah. uh, Kate Mackenzie Davis. So it just it just all comes out in like his his attitude and it's not it's not scary. Yeah. It's just it's it's off putting in a way of like this is so basic, I think. And 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 yeah. I'd say the same for Flora, which is Brooklyn Plin- Ugh, uh, Prince Prince is just I? a girl who's 
screaming when something goes bad. Mm-hmm. But we don't really know what's going bad. It's not that... You never get the point where Kate is, says Quint and Jessel's spirits yeah. are in the kids. You never get that moment, which is in the innocent. So I think we're jumping around here. Yeah, but for I anyone just... who hasn't seen the first one or hasn't read the novel, the, the basic premise is a, a woman who becomes convinced that the two kids she is looking after are being possessed or by, by the previous a governess, Miss Jessel, and her lover, Peter Quint, but yeah. he was also a drunk, abusive man, so it was like a really torturous relationship. And then these people, and the reason of that is that she is someone who has never experienced kind of secular sexual relations. You know, she's she's the daughter of a vicar. She's very religious. Mm-hmm. And so that this idea that th- these people were in an open, quite manic Mm-hmm. relationship and they didn't really give a fuck if the kids saw them doing BDSM or whatever that that has affected the kids or has it affected her mental state knowing this and then you play off that whereas this it's set in 1994 it's the height of grunge Kate is someone who is she she knows about sex yeah and then she, she knows about rock and roll like she lives with a roommate and she looks so chic as I already said that and the mom has a mental health. Uh, so I think that's what it's trying to do is like, oh, mental health is, or or this mental, whatever condition it is, might be hereditary. And therefore, so she's they got it. They point out in the movie, yes. Um, but it's it's not obsessed with sex in the way that the old one is. No, that's, and I think that's, that's, that's way so more creepy. interesting. Yeah, that's why it's, that's why it's creepy and uncomfortable, I think. Yes. But <sighs> good points of the movie. Um... It had some good scares. Had good locations to be scared. Um, Do you want to give us a good scare or any in particular? You hate dolls. Oh yes. And there's a big wax doll that moves. That that's what I don't really and get. I was like, what the fuck? So it there's ghosts. So there's a hundred percent ghosts yes. because yeah, as I mean, she moves into another room, leaves the room, so it's no longer her point of view. But again, and the doll moves if you're itself. Watching, if you're watching this movie without knowing all those really old movies, well, this is based on let's let's kind of like they got some part of it and then they just put whatever they want, mm-hmm. just make it like proper ghost story. No, I know, I understand, but that's what I mean. Like, okay, okay you're watching this, you're watching this without any any previous knowledge of anything else mm-hmm. you're watching it going okay so the ghosts are real mm-hmm. and then the movie does really nothing to discredit that at any point so the ghosts are real but then the very last shot which we'll get to is like huh, but maybe and you're like but what do you mean but maybe the, the whole previous movie is about how so there you- are ghosts and there's one shot where you haven't even said no you've just went mm, and then ended the film you haven't given us time to ruminate on that Okay, so we have two ghosts here in this movie. We have Miss Yesel, mm-hmm. that is more like a ghost, like it's try to find my body, try to find out what find out what happened to me. Mm-hmm. So she appears a lot to Kate, say like this happened to me, nightmares, dreams, and everything, and then she finally finds out what happened yeah. to her, like oh she was drowned on the lake. Uh, yes, she's in the lake. She's, she finds her body in the, well, in the dreams. Yes. Or yeah, some yeah, yeah. kind of stuff. Find her body on the lake. 
nobody believes her that is there. Um, but even the kids once play a prank. They put a mannequin on the pool, drowning, and looks like a woman with a white dress, exactly like Miss Jessel. Mm -hmm. So that kind of makes you think like, oh, they knew. So they know someone murdered this girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, there's something like maybe the kids know more than I I know. Yeah. So this goes is more like a find out what happened to me. You need to know the truth. Like, like, kind of save me or be on my side. Then we have the ghost of Peter Quinn that is an aggressive one. Like, um, wake her up for, like, just to not let her live to no be rest, like, awful nightmares and things like that. And she just wants to, like, tell everybody, like, what's going on in this house. Like, there's something happening and nobody is, like, acknowledging this. And then she finally talks to the housekeeper and she's like, well, let me tell you a story. And then that's when we get the story that Miss Jessel was in an abusive relationship with uh, Peter Quinn that she hates. Mrs. She, Gross yeah. hates Peter Quinn. Yeah. Yes. And it's like the bad influence on the kids. But the, the, he even when the, um, the parents die, he moved into the house, like pretending he was the owner now yep. and everything. And then, like, and he died in weird circumstances. And then we find out, like, she killed him, killed him or something. Like, it has to be done. That's what she said. Like, we needed that. Uh, like, he, we needed him away or something yeah. like that. But the, see, the problem as well is this movie has then taken the, all that sort of repressed energy and unnervousness, and they haven't transferred it. But they've what they've done is taken that away and heightened Mrs. Gross. To become this sort of malevolent antagonistic character, Mrs. Gross, the housekeeper, really doesn't like Kate, mm -hmm. um, and and sort of is like, I control the children. I tell them when yeah, they can leave. She's a bitch. She's so that's what I mean. So Where at any point when the movie? kids are doing something, and you're you're trying to wonder, hmm, is that the kids, or could it be the kids being influenced by the ghosts of Quint and Jessel? Mm -hmm. All that's taken out of the equation when it gets to them going, no, it wasn't me. And Mrs. Gross goes, yeah, it wasn't them. They didn't do it. And so the movie wants you to go like, oh, so I so I guess it was ghosts because they're not aware of it. But I'm sitting there going, it probably was the kids, but Mrs. Gross would back them up anyway. Even if even if they'd done something in front of her, she'd still back them up. Mm -hmm. it, it feels to me that Mrs. Gross will support the kids in any endeavor yeah. to annoy and manipulate and torment Kate. So at no point do I think that this is ghosts or the work of spirits. I just think it's kids being fucking assholes and they're allowed to be because Mrs. Gross just lets them run free. Yeah, because... Uh, they, I never think it's ghosts at any point in this film. they grew up in Like, that's how they are. Like, we are their servants, basically. It's like, fuck off. But I do think that there are supposed to be ghosts in this. Like, as you say, yeah. like, there are so many jump scares where things move in a room on their own and Kate's not there so it's not her point of view or when she pushes the window down and a ghost appears right in the window mm -hmm. and this is before any insinuation of mental health aims um, I guess maybe supposed to be there from the start so we keep saying mental health because okay let's go to the end so we can I kind of explain okay everything that I said that happened the ghost and everything here and there and that over there there's like some uh, they play this um, hide and seek game and then apparently the kids were like on the front room, living room, whatever, like for like, oh, we've been here for 20 minutes. Who have you been playing with? That's what I mean. But like I think they, like they could have been playing right up until the moment where she says, 
what the fuck were you doing? That was you. And then uh, Finn, uh, Miles says, I've been here for 15 minutes. What are you talking about? That wasn't yeah, me. Like and Mrs. Gross goes, yes, I've been sitting with them. And I'm sitting there going, nah, she'd back them up regardless. He could have just appeared in this room and she'd still say, yeah, he's been here for 15 minutes. So all this, all these things that we've been rambling around, up and down, whatever, cuts to a point, in some point of the movie at the end, she receives a letter, well, let's say in the middle of the movie, she receives a letter and the housekeeper opened the letter and she's like, why did you open it? And it's like, she doesn't answer. It's just no, like... No, she does answer. She says it came like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something like that. But it's, it doesn't give a proper answer. Obviously, it then came like that. She yeah. opened it anyway. And then there are paintings uh-huh. from her mom. They're like... Kate's mom, yeah. It's just so, like, all dark or like with, like, holes on it. Like, it's yeah, weird. Kate's mom is in an institution. She's suffering with something. And then she gets, like, a, I think she gets a phone call saying, like, leave or something. <laughs> or it's a dream. No, I think she then, the something like the ghost of Quint appears and uh, attacks them, kills Mrs. Gross. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Kate then runs and saves the children into the car. And they leave and there's a big tense moment of like, will they escape? Will they not? Because earlier they had tried to leave and Flora freaked out. She didn't want to leave the grounds. And again, it's like, it's not really clear why she won't leave the grounds. But I anyway. maybe like, oh, that's, she's... That's not my, that was not my point. My point right, was sorry. like, <laughs> so in the middle of the movie, she received this mail from the mom, paintings, disturbing paintings. And then the housekeeper says to Kate, oh, I hope is knowing your DNA or something like that. Yeah, whatever your mum has, because clearly these paintings are by a man. They're starving, yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, fine. Like, And then after that, that's when we get all this madness. Big action pack. Yeah, it's like ghost hunting, getting attacked, a lot of like poltergeist movements around the house or whatever you want to call it. And then we have the scene like, she figured it, figures it out, everything, trying to get the kids and try to escape. That's what you mentioned, like, they are... In the car. In the car. And then Peter Quinn is trying to, like, keep them in the, the property. And she is trying to open the door and everything. And then they leave. They do escape, yes. They, they do escape. escape. You see the car leaving. But then you see kind of making this as a drone vision. It gets really, really... Up, 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 and it gets getting really dark, and then you're seeing one of the paintings that the mom sent. Yes. And you're like... Kate's still looking at the painting. Yes. We jump back five, six, seven minutes. No, we jump back like uh, 20 minutes. Well, that's but in terms of how long the, 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 the movie is... Well, it's not a 20-minute sequence of them escaping the house. No, no, no. It's like from when she receives the mail until that point that it, it's they are leaving the, the... Yeah, I still don't think it's 20 it's minutes. It's like 20 minutes. It's not. The movie's an hour and a half. 20 minutes is not dedicated to a fake out. It's well, like sex. Of, yes. It's not sex. It is. Anyway, so we're back to the point like uh, the housekeeper is saying to Kate, I well, hope what you have what, isn't... What your mom has is not in your it's DNA. not in your DNA. Yes. So and I'm like... So everything we just saw was didn't happen. No. I hate that shit. I hate it so much. I know. And I hate it in most movies. It's it's having its cake and eating it. So in terms of do the ghosts exist, do they not? In this movie, they do exist, 
but there is no real reason for them to exist because Miles and Flora are arseholes anyway yeah. and tormentors anyway. They don't seem to be affected by the presence of ghosts. They are just dicks. So they're going to act like this regardless. So there's no need for there to be ghosts. But the movie wants there to be ghosts. Well, what do the ghosts do? They make the kids act like assholes. The kids are already assholes. And you're just in this endless circle. And so the end doesn't know how to give you ghosts or no ghosts. It gives you both by having a scene play out of ghosts attacking them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And them having to escape and killing Mrs. Gross in a big action scene. They escape and then we flash back and that was all fake. That didn't happen. They're still in the house. She's still looking at the paintings. Mm-hmm. And from then, no ghosts. Yeah. That was just her being kind of crazy. Yes. And looking tired and ragged as if she's maybe not had a lot of sleep. Which I kind of like that they've gone down that avenue. Which is not that she maybe she's not insane or she's not mentally unwell or whatever. But it's more that she just hasn't had a good night's sleep. Whether that's because ghosts are waking her up or fucking Miles because he comes into the fucking room and yeah. stares at her like a weirdo. But um, <laughs> she looks just so tired. And then... I, I can't remember what's after that. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. So this this is the true end of the movie. Yeah, and what happens? I just know it's that a she's vision. touching things. Yeah, it's vision. Oh, I remember. I remember. She walks into the room and... Um, Miles and Flora are sitting like in this empty room and there's a mirror and she says oh. she sees Quint ghost in the mirror. Yeah. Kate oh, says yes, this yes. and then says to Flora, you saw it too. And Flora's like, no, I didn't. And then it's like insinuated that there is no... It breaks the doll that she's yes, holding. Yeah. And it's like insinuated that there's no ghost in the mirror. There's no apparition. And Flora didn't see it because it wasn't there. Um, it's kind of similar to the end of The Innocence where yeah. she's saying to Miles, you see Peter Quint? And he's like, it's no, right I don't. Yeah. And you're like... Okay, is it true? Is the boy still lying? What, what what are we playing here? And then yeah, she like dragging Flora away, saying you see the ghost, and Flora's protesting or whatever. And then breaks the doll. Miles like smiles or whatever. And then they walk out the room. They just leave. The kids yeah. just leave the room, and you, they leave Kate in the room. And then the movie. And no, and Miles it. Miles says something to her like, uh, "You're call, sick." Yeah, or he calls her like, insane or something like that. Yeah, you're Delusional. insane or like seek for help or something. They leave. And then the movie zooms into Kate's eye. Yeah. And she is in the same room that her mum is held in in the institution, mm-hmm. in in her her mind in her mind's yeah. eye. Approaches her mother, who has her back to her, mm-hmm. taps her on the shoulder or whatever. The mum turns around and we cut to Kate before we see who it is. Mm-hmm. And Kate sees this face that we don't see and screams. Mm-hmm. And then the film ends. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? I know. What did she see? Why did the movie play out this big action? The movie plays out the big action scene because it it wants to have that same, as I said to you immediately after we finished, it wants to have the same sort of juggling act that The Innocence has as to, is it really ghosts or is it Miss Giddens? And this movie wants you to have, is it really ghosts or is it Kate? That's what it wants you to have. But it can't figure out how to play it. The movie plays it 99% straight down the middle of, there are ghosts. Ghosts. Because we see them in scenes that Kate aren't even in. Ghosts? Ghost. For anyone who doesn't get that, I'm not even going to explain it. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's Callum saying ghost in Scottish accent. Apparently. Anyway, it wants to play it as there are ghosts, <laughs> um, but there's no reason for there to be uh, spirits. I'm going to start saying spirits now. I'm not saying ghosts. 
And the reason that there's no reason is because, as I've said, the kids, I can believe that the kids would be dicks anyway. So you're like, well, what are these, what are these spirits? What are they doing? And the movie doesn't know how to tie it up. And then it wants to throw that out the window and go, haha, but what if it's not spirits after the last 90 minutes? Yeah. And you go, okay, well, how does that impact the story? And the movie goes, hmm, she's insane. And you're like, okay, but like, what about all the other stuff that happened when she wasn't in the room? And the movie's like, ha, eh, she's insane. And you're like, yeah, but answer my question. <laughs> you are insane goes, too. And the movie goes, eh, what if she sees something? And you're like, right. And then it just ends and you go, what the fuck? <laughs> I do not know what to understand. Although they then get an end credit sequence. And when I say end credit sequence, I don't mean like an Avengers scene where there's a scene no, after it's the credits. Just with the names. I just mean when the credits are going up, instead of them going over a black screen, they're going over a hand dragging itself over wallpaper and there's this sort of pulsive score and I said to you I like these end credits and love the wallpaper that's the best bit of the movie the that's the wallpaper credits. I want for this house <laughs> loved it it's so nice it's green with flowers kind of like uh, cherry blossoms and then roots all around oh, and the music the score is, is brilliant it's, it's really really good um, <laughs> what I like about this movie I like, as you say, the setting. The, the, yes, it atmosphere. looks big or whatever. Atmosphere, I don't know so much if I agree with you on that. Oh, yeah, it's cold and creepy. If it's cold, it's creepy. If it's cold, it's creepy. Yes. So that means you think that the holiday is creepy. In the night. <laughs> um, and I like I like the cast. I only think one of them is good in this, though. That's Mackenzie Davis. Yes, Finn she's Wolfhard. amazing. I love Finn Wolfhard in Stranger Things. I love him in It. Uh, Brooklyn Prince. I love her in The Florida Project. Neither of them work for me in this movie. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I should also say, apparently Rose Leslie was originally cast as the lead in this. Who's Rose Leslie? Jon Snow's wife from Aberdeen. Oh. Scottish. Yes. She was initially cast as the lead person in this movie, but then had to drop out for scheduling conflicts or whatever. Um, and Mackenzie Davis took over. Oh, no, Mackenzie is amazing. Rose Leslie's amazing. No, but I can't keep, like, that image of her in this movie. She looks amazing. Fair enough. Um, but there's there's so much about this I don't get. Why is it set in 1994? Why? Mm, to have music? I assume it's because they don't want there to be mobile phones, cell phones. Yeah. But... And I don't know why they picked 94. There's no it's too difficult to go to all the 60, 70 clothes and all that. It's not that difficult. Like It's not that different um, style right now. It's so easy to get that clothes. Put a poster of Nirvana. And that's just, it. just everything about this sort of screams to me that they didn't really think it through. That's what it screams to me is they just Or sort maybe of they're just paying tribute to something. Yeah, but that's what I mean. They didn't think it through as to how it was going to play. I... I Overall, wouldn't watch this again. I would just watch The Innocence. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's no reason for me to watch this again. Um, so it's a 5 out of 10 for me. Uh, six, for 6 out of 10 for Isela. So that means... not that far off. Overall, we've gone Nightcomers third place, The Turning second place, mm-hmm. and The Innocence first place. Is there place. another one? No, one. then it's going to be The Haunted I think there are other adaptations... But they're either like sort of like weird indie films or like small Spanishy films that nobody's ever heard of. Oh, okay. You know, it's just only released on VHS or whatever. I don't think there's anything quite as big. This I think was supposed to be like a big 
I know January is kind of a dumping ground, but this is supposed to be, you know, you're coming in a new year, you're just off the back of Christmas, here's a big scare face fest while the nights are still long. And it's just weird. It's just, it's just, and it's not weird in a way where you're like, oh, it makes me think. You just, you're watching it going, I guess they didn't really know what they were doing. Like, yeah. so that's what it feels like to me. They didn't really know what they were doing. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. What what else do you want to say? Uh, what else do I want to say? We're not going to be covering The Haunting of Bly Manor, which comes out very, very soon. Why we not? are going to be watching it. I thought we were just doing like a special 20 minutes something. We could probably do that. Yeah, that's fine. But we need to finish it first. We've got a whole season yeah. to go. Oh, yeah. Um, so- next week, our episode will be late as well. It'll be on Wednesday or Thursday because we are going to be doing... See if Zella can remember. No. <laughs> The Amazon Bloomhouse films. Welcome to the Bloomhouse. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And they come out on Tuesday, so we only have we don't we've got to watch them Tuesday night or, or Wednesday night, and then do it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be doing that next week. Happy International Podcast Day! Yay! Happy Gracias. International Podcast Day! Feliz Día del Podcast! Gracias por escucharnos. <laughs> y hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima.